getting a 3090 from some random guy on the internet. Uh, so Hi Hi knows a guy who knows a guy who can get me a 3090 from America. And for a long time I was like, nah, I don't need a 3090. Uh, I'll, I'll eventually get one. They'll come to Australia, blah, blah, blah. More stock will come in. But like... NVIDIA is saying they're going to have stock shortages until like 2021, like in into 2021. And Australia is the last people to get stock and I'm just like, fuck it. So contact the dude and the, the guy must be fairly well off because he's willing to send me the card and then I'll pay him. I, I'm, I think he's a fan as well, but like I was hesitant to trust some random guy on the internet. But Hi-Hi is my bot and I, I trust Hi-Hi and the, the guy seems legit. And he didn't seem particularly pushy to give me the card and was willing to wait, you know. Like, I, I held off for a month before saying, yeah, okay, send it to me. So hopefully I'll receive that in a couple of weeks or whatever. What if it's a bomb? Possibly. I will certainly uh, test the card first before I send him any money. I should be fine. My concern really is that another card's going to be released, which I would want. But... I doubt that's going to be the case. At least not anytime soon. Make sure it's an actual 3090 under the metal. I mean, just benchmarking it should be sufficient for that, right? It'd be 20 gigabyte version 3080 in December, thousand quote. Yeah, I mean, that th that's no difference. Like, like a better value card is not what I care about. What I care about is um, a significantly better performing card in games. I don't think that's going to happen. Clearly, the 3090 was them pushing the limits of what was possible. And pricing it just in a completely non-valued way. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be 3090. Yeah, super. Exactly. Yeah. There, there are clearly going to be better value cards because there's already better value cards. I cannot wait until I can make this game look so beautiful with a 3090. You watch, I'll get it though, and then I'll have like driver problems. Like there's a cap on how high you can have your FPS in GTA 5 without having a stutter. And that's something like 140. What I'm interested in though is having my game look really good at 140 FPS for the YouTube content. Streamers should need to buy a license to play a game on stream. Did you guys see the worst take in the history of the internet? Hilarious, like legitimately really funny. I'll show it to you. Surely if you're, if you're on Twitter, you saw it. So this guy works for Google Stadia or whatever. So he says, Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be worried by the fact that they're streaming games that they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Amazing to me that people are upset at someone saying that the creators of content should be allowed to make money, should be allowed to make some money from other people using their content for profit. So this take is so bad. Not only did he get, you know, ratioed on every single post that he did, but Google Stadia itself is tre trending with everyone shitting on Google Stadia. Like, it's like, these are the big brain takes that have destroyed Google Stadia. And th he, he was so embarrassed, he added to the end, all opinions my own, as if that's going to save him from um, getting chewed out by people at Google Stadia. So bad is this take that... I was, I thought for a moment about making a video about this and I was like, this is literally shooting fish in the barrel. This is the, this would be the most preaching to the choir I've ever done. I can't make this video.
And so I went to go get McDonald's instead. <laughs> um, I did write some tweets. If tomorrow games had to outline explicitly in their user license agreement whether their content could be streamed, it would be a race for companies to say, we allow it, because only an idiot wouldn't realize you'd rather be getting the free advertisement. Most companies do outline already in their user license agreement that streaming is okay. My inbox being a sea of, please play my game on stream here is a key, and the complete lack of publishers taking down streamed content supports the obvious reality of streaming benefiting the bottom line of these companies. Imagine for a moment believing that streamers should pay to advertise items to the wider gaming community. Next, I need a license to wear clothes on stream or use a mouse. Should not the companies that make everything I use get a cuss? Without them, I couldn't stream after all. Someone um, responded, except Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't do this. And I responded, no, even Nintendo removed their creative uh, creator program and now allows everyone to record and stream their games. Happens start of 2019. There's always some fine print of, we reserve the rights to take down whatever we please, blah, blah, blah. But publishers are not as dumb as this guy. And someone responded, it's weird because I agree with what you're saying and I agree with your stance on React content, but at the same time, a streamer giving exposure to a game dev by playing their game and a bigger streamer giving exposure to a smaller streamer by watching their video is kind of similar. I respond, it isn't. If you watch a video with a streamer, you have experienced 100% of what that game has to offer. If you watch someone play a game, not only have you only watched a portion of what is possible, even that portion still has value because playing it yourself has value. It's like copying an entire ride from Disneyland versus uploading a video of you enjoying the ride. In the first, you could get the entire experience without ever engaging with the original. In the second, you could just give more, you're just giving more information for others to judge if they want to ride at all. This is only, this only scratches the surface of how dumb this is. While driving in my car, I, I, it was like an essay in my head. There are just so many angles you can attack this as to how dumb it is. Like defending multiple million dollar, billion dollar companies and expecting people with one viewer on Twitch to be paying a license. Streaming clearly benefits game developers in every capacity and creates new and original content that does not take all of the value away from the, away from the original product. Whether or not, under the laws that exist now, stream whether it would be legal or not is a separate question. But morally, clearly streaming does not have a negative impact on the gaming industry. It's why every game dev is banging on streamers' doors going, PLEASE PLAY OUR GAME ON STREAM! The, the game devs, the publishers aren't idiots. This, this, this guy is a fucking moron. It's, it's, even, it's even worse of a take, because if you read anyone's user license agreement these days, there's already a, a stipulation saying you can stream games. The, s streaming is so lucrative for companies. Games have been developed specifically for streamers. I was playing, what is it, Noah Tree or whatever the fuck it is yesterday, which I only bought because I saw Elijah playing it. It's, it's an entire game with a mode specifically designed so streamers can have their chat interact. Half the games being developed today have modes in them or connections that you can do with Twitch streamers. There, there, there's, there's a game right now that was developed an entire level specifically with one particular streamer in mind. So desperate are game developers, game publishers, to get that free advertisement in the large majority from streamers that they're literally designing their games to appeal to this market. This tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of the gaming industry. They are literally spending dev time to make things for them. And this guy is like, man, these streamers, they're just they're taking so much for the publishers, the developers. Ah, oh, they're losing us. The suffering these streamers are causing. We need to, we need to change this immediately. We need to, we need some, some licensing agreement. Insane. I know you get it. That's the, that's the problem. That is, that is the problem with this take. It is so clearly dumb.
that talking about it makes me feel stupid. I feel like, what's that expression? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like I've, I've lowered myself to talk to a person who's clearly this stupid. But seeing this level of stupidity of a person high up in Google makes me question if humanity can survive for the next 50 years. How could a person this dumb be in such a high position of authority? How? Downloading all my Twitch clips. I did something stupid, chat. I started downloading all my clips from Twitch so that I can delete them all. There's other things I want to do as well. I want to uh, make a separate Dark Viper Clips channel and just upload clips there. I I'll hire some people to go through all my clips and find all the best ones uh, and see what that does to the YouTube algorithm. And not my, I won't be on my original, my actual channel. It'll be on a separate channel. I want to see what it does. I didn't realize how long it would take to download all the clips. So I decided to stay up waiting for it. But I was kind of forced to because 6,000 clips into the download, it, it started coming up with errors, disk full, disk full, disk full, disk full. And I'm like, oh shit. Um, well, I, I don't have the capability to halfway through change the um, place where the file is being downloaded to. So I quickly made space and then it kept downloading clips. Then I realized that it's going to continuously fill up my hard drive because I stupidly did it on my main hard drive, which has like 400 gigs. But 400 gigs was a few thousand clips or whatever. Uh, I had to stay up continuously moving thousands of clips out of my main drive. Uh, I'm like, this couldn't take too long. And I, I must have done it for hours and hours and hours on end. And so I end up going to bed at like 1 a.m. When the previous day I had gone to bed at like 5 p.m. Like I just forced myself to stay awake to get this done. I missed 100 or 200 clips. I don't know which ones I missed. And uh, hopefully we can figure that out. I've completely ruined myself. So much have I ruined myself that when I was buying McDonald's today, I was like, it won't let me buy a double Big Mac. What is this? It says, you need to buy this within these time frames. I'm like, what? But it is between those time frames. I don't understand. What's going on? Oh, I guess let's go to the thing then. And then driving there, I realized that it's, it's, it wasn't 7 p.m. at night. It was 7 p.m. in the morning. I was so out of it. I didn't even realize what part of the day I had woken up in. And even now, it feels like it's 7 p.m. Even though it's like 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 my brain is just fried right now, chat. I'm, I'm literally completely out of it. Pornhub is an alternate platform and YouTube demonetization. Quick thought, what if Pornhub expanded and created a gaming category? Would that be better than YouTube? Since there's no censorship or demonetization of any sort? No. Are you crazy? We've talked about this before. All platforms start with a hands-off, lackadaisical, you can do whatever you want attitude. And then eventually they have to start making money. So then they start trimming back the content that makes it so they can't get advertisers or makes the, the platform not palatable for larger audiences. And they trim and trim and trim. The, the only time you will have a perfectly free and open platform is if it's publicly funded or it's the early days of uh, uh, private ownership. Oh, Pornhub makes a lot of money from ads. They are the central hub for people watching pornography. And so all these things, all these websites that run off subscriptions, you know, browsers and stuff, they, uh, they pay Pornhub to advertise for. Why do I know that? Because I am a part owner of Pornhub. I own 16%. I get revenue reports quarterly. Did people not know this? Obviously not. I don't know where I know this information from. I was watching some videos. You know, I, I watch videos about economics and shit. Basically, 
So if Pornhub opened a gaming section of Pornhub, while it would increase the amount of content on the platform, it wouldn't substantially increase the amount of companies that want to advertise on the platform. Because it would still be associated with Pornhub, right? Which would turn off a lot of advertisers. So you would increase the amount of uh, real estate for the ads to, to be placed, but you wouldn't increase the amount of ads that need to be placed. So the CPM would go down. Basically, any individual bit of content on Pornhub uh, would be making less money. You would never get to a point where you'd be making as much money on Pornhub as you would be on YouTube. You know? More than this, it's very unlikely that uh, audiences would uh, move from, uh, from YouTube to Pornhub to watch their gaming content. So the audience would still be all on YouTube. Like, you gotta understand, when you talk about demonetization, and you talk about content that gets removed, you're talking about like 0.00001% of the content. The vast majority of people do not care about this content, and to be honest, I wouldn't say it's worth watching anyway. You're not gonna take much of an audience away from YouTube by hosting this content. And demonetization, newsflash, is not as big of a thing as a lot of content creators suggest it is. The reason why you hear about it all the time is because YouTube gets, you know, thousands of hours of content uploaded to their platform every day. So the odds of uh, one video getting demonetized or something incorrect happening to someone is obviously quite high just because the amount of, you know, the billions of users on the platform. YouTube on the whole is very good at what they do. Like I guarantee you every single day Someone's content is wrongly, long, wrongfully removed from YouTube. Every single day, someone's video is uh, wrongfully demonetized. Every single day, someone is wrongfully banned on this platform. Every single day. And it's because there's literally billions of users on the platform. And there's 365 days in a year. It would represent like 0.00000001% or some shit of the... You know, of, of, of the overall decisions being made at YouTube in regards to content. Like a lot of the stuff that YouTube has gotten criticism over recently has been stuff that they haven't removed. Like uh, Critical talking about how YouTube didn't remove all these people who are clearly putting animals in harm's way in order to save them for content or whatever. I think that's what he was talking about, well, some, some abuse of animals or whatever, and it was uh, a YouTube not removing that stuff. AMD 5000 series CPUs. I'm very interested in this 5000 series AMD thing. Sent an email to the group who set me up for the 3950X when that came out, and I've loved it. But with the 3950X, you you basically took like a tiny hit on FPS for a massively increased uh, amount of um, performance for uh, workstation stuff, you know, with um. Uh, streaming and uh, editing and whatnot. With the 5000 chips, like, it looks like they're gonna even beat Intel and gaming. So you're gonna have the best of both worlds. And I definitely wanna get in on that. And while the GPUs, they look like they're gonna be very good, the uh, AMD ones that are coming out, I'm not 100% certain I want one, just because I don't know, like I'm NVENC or whatever, the GPU encoding for for streaming and recording and stuff, that's what I use, and uh, AMD doesn't have that to my knowledge. But honestly, how successful their new GPUs are going to be, is largely going to depend on um, just how much stock they have. 
Because how out of stock the 38 and 3090 have been. I mean, the price is still way better value than the Intel stuff. Why billionaires still want more despite already having so much? I don't see the desire of being so rich you can do anything you want and then just continue to gain more and more wealth that you will never use and will keep to yourself without giving to charity or the people in need. You, you gotta understand, the people that you compare yourself to is, is the people around you. Your stra strata, right? Like, it's, it's put it in terms of streaming. When you have 10 viewers, you're jealous of those people with 100 viewers. You think, oh my god, the people with 100 viewers are just insanely large. You have 100 viewers, you look at the people with the 500 viewers. 500, you look at 1,000, right? Um, you may you may think Bezos is on the top of the pyramid in regards to society. There's this great video by Economics Explained that breaks down the different types of billionaires. And Bezos isn't in the upper most strata of, of billionaires. There's like billionaires that are effectively, they are effectively the market. They own a part of every company rather than being and it's i think that's what base is probably doing with his divesting from amazon trying to become one of these people where, where his wealth isn't tied to one particular thing um and then you have these then they have billionaires who are like multi-generational and they can trace their wealth back to the 12th century or some shit then like there's there's always more you can always go higher you can always look over and go hey that's something i don't have even when you have all the wealth in the world, there is still, there's still power that you don't have. There's influence that you don't have. There's respect of other people around you that you don't have. Remember that wealth is not the only motivator to do things. And once you have all the wealth, when you have enough money to do effectively anything, you look at all those other things that you don't have and you go, I'm going to take those now. Or at least work towards those now. Like if you had all the wealth and you're just like, fuck it, I want to go to Mars. Or I want to do something. I, I want to get my, names in the, my name in the history book. I like when my old money friends look down on the new money folks with no taste. I don't know, I don't know if you're being serious, but that is a trope. That's probably true. Will Among Us die and popular Among Us content? Matt, do you think Among Us will die down like what happened to Forecast? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it'll be similar for similar reasons as Forecast. Not enough release of new content. I will say, though, that Among Us, because it's involves other people directly talking with each other and stuff and because the games are heavily varied like like effectively anything can happen I, I think it's gonna stay around longer like myself personally I played four guys for 23 hours kind of had enough among us I've played for 70 hours and I could still see myself playing more because with four guys it was like I would never lose the first map I would never lose the second map and so like half the gameplay was just me going there is no possibility of me losing here. On Among Us, you know, you might die first round, second round. Like, there's always some suspense of who is the bad guy. You're always needing to be doing something, getting new information and stuff. Like, even when you're entirely innocent, you need to try to act in ways so that other people don't think you're guilty because it would make, make it harder for your team to win. Among Us got boring to me, though, when I was playing with people who weren't experienced. And still to this day, some of the games are somewhat ruined by people who don't have as many hours in the game. But in general, because I'm more selective with the people that I bring in, and that more people have more hours in the game, it's in general more fun. Because not particularly fun when an inexperienced person, as imposter, gets themselves chucked out in the first 10 seconds. Or two people are inexperienced imposters, so they don't know how to set up kills for themselves, so there's no kills the entire game and you just win on tasks. You dislike the metagame in Among Us? Uh, meta gaming or the meta game? You don't like the the current dominant strategies or? Yeah, I think people in general prefer watching imposter games, but I think there's a lot of crew games that are particularly interesting as well. 
There were certainly days where I was like, man, they were, they were all really good games, you know? With the editing of Among Us, like, I don't know to what degree people who watch Among Us videos are there to try to figure it out for themselves. So I want to keep in, I, like, I, I try to keep in any relevant information to uh, what happens in the discussions and stuff. So if you're watching as a viewer, you can be like, oh, yeah, I do remember Jazz being there. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, then you can kind of put two and two together. A lot of Among Us videos that I've seen aren't really Among Us videos, really. It's just like uh, 10 streamers or 10 content creators dicking around and yelling and stuff. There's no actual real game of Among Us there. Twitch clips channel with unbelievable growth. So, have you guys seen my tweet? This tweet. The channel Ninocentix is either a bot or just someone downloading popular Twitch clips and putting them on YouTube with no thumbnail. They upload 10 videos an hour. The channel went from basically zero subs and views to 22K subs and 16 million views in nine days. Look at that shit. 10 million percent increase in views. A million percent increase in subs. And this is their channel. Some videos get literally nothing. These are all recent ones, but um, as someone points out here, 300K, 300K, 200K, da 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 da. And people are debating here whether they actually have ads. I reckon they probably have ads. I don't think YouTube cares. I think they'd be perfectly willing to give ads to a channel like that. It's as I always say, making original content is for suckers. If you want to be successful in this world, steal. Can you automate that? Probably. The downside, of course, is you have to have, like, no conscience, but... You say you could probably just steal a random video long forgotten in time. I would love to see a bot that would scan YouTube channels to find channels that um, hadn't uploaded in at least five years and then just downloaded like any video that got over a million views and then uploaded to their channel or something. So you find dead channels that no one cares about. They were once upon a time popular so I can just re-upload their content and see what happens. My mouse is impressively dirty. I need a new mouse. So, I think it was a clip from Shroud. There's a clip from Shroud where he's like, you can use this thing to take off these keycaps off your keyboard, but I just buy a new keyboard or something. I don't think I'm in that position. I would never waste money just buying a random mouse. But, uh, maybe I'll say Logitech, like, hey, um, my mouse has stopped working, can you send me another one? Because <laughs> I don't want to bother cleaning it. <laughs> it's defective, like, it's it's just, it's catching too much dirt and grime and stuff. <laughs> nah, it's not that dirty, but I need to give it a one serve with a rag or something. Need a mouse, get a cat and catch one. <laughs> How much do my editors help me and the value of chaos highlights? The amount of hours of content you produce are a godsend for keeping us entertained if we can't watch you live, thank you. Honestly, if it wasn't by editors, I wouldn't be able to make as much as I do. I only have so many hours in my day that I can dedicate to stuff. I do edit every second of my day that I'm not streaming, so I'm doing the best I can. It's always nice to have some help though. But like, on the chaos highlights, for example, when people leave comments like, I really appreciate how much effort Matt puts into these videos, I feel bad because Chaos highlights are probably the thing that I put the least effort into. With my editors that have been with me, or doing work for me rather, for, uh, you know, a year or whatever, I can trust them to do chaos. Yeah, 95 plus percent how I would want it to be. 
I don't feel like it's worth my time at this point to review it. It's the only thing I don't review or change anymore. And that's only been the case for like the last five episodes. Before that, I could take some credit because I would add stuff, but I just don't think I, I contribute enough to that series for it to be worth my time to review anymore. I actually prefer the longer Chaos streams than the editor versions. If, uh, if I didn't have my editors, all you would get would be the raw version. Because I'm, I'm sincere when I say Chaos, I just don't have the time for it. In, in my estimation, the Chaos highlights have value. The edits are often very funny. The memes that come from the very, are very funny, especially like the, the Our God is an Awesome God thing. I have cracked up laughing from edits in the Chaos Highlight series. Like, if you can only choose to watch one of them, I would probably pick the, the, the Chaos Highlights, honestly. But with that being said, I don't think the Chaos Highlights are better than the raw version to the degree that it'd be worth my time to do. So, yesterday I was given an edited version of um, Among Us. Probably took like three hours, maybe four hours to go through. Nah, maybe close to three. This is in part because so many of the games were weak and I had to trim down the games even that I wanted to keep. And it just, it just takes so long to review the footage and make changes and actually complete the episode. But if I found someone who I could trust to do Among Us perfectly, I wouldn't bother reviewing it. Because Among Us only gets, you know, 25 to 35k views, and I can only use my time uh, in so many places, right? So like, like, Chaos is a more important series than Among Us, but because I can trust the people doing it, I don't feel it necessary to review. But for the Among Us stuff, even though it gets less views, I spend far more time reviewing it, and changing it, and fixing it because I can't trust the people who are editing it, editing it to, to produce a, a video of a quality that I can I can approve of, you know. AMD versus Intel in the CPU market. I mean, you can't really think of the AMD as the little guy anymore considering um, how much they're dominating in the CPU space. Well, I mean, dominating is still wrong. I mean, like, uh, what are they, like, 25% of the market share for gaming, according to Steam? Like, clearly what's on offer is, you know, especially with the 5000 series coming out, AMD is winning and is growing in market share, but Intel is still technically number one in terms of actual hardware that people own. I feel like if Intel wanted to, they can dominate again this generation. I disagree. Like, obviously my opinions are shaped by uh, the, tech, the, the tech YouTubers, right? And uh, I, I don't know enough to be able to say whether they're, they're correct in their conclusions and their analysis of the market, but many independent sources are effectively saying Intel is screwed for the foreseeable future. When you're releasing new hardware, apparently, it's not like, you know, you whip something up in the lab in six months and then release it in the next six months. You have like a roadmap that lasts like five years or something, you know? You can't just flip a switch and massively improve. And all of Intel's problems um, was with their production process of getting to 10 nanometer and 7 nanometer and all that jazz. Like, if they could solve that, they would have solved it. It's not like Intel wants to lose their market share. It's not like they don't want to be the best. They're not holding back because they're nice. It's, they can't. Twitch's change to the VOD view counter. VOD means video on demand. It's the stored streams, basically. Twitch has recently changed the VOD system on Twitch 
because where else would they change it? So it doesn't just show the amount of people who come after the fact and watch the VOD, but it also shows the amount of people who tuned in for the stream, which is weird. And it doesn't show that immediately, it shows it sometime after. So when it says 30,000 people watched the VOD, more than likely 30,000 people tuned into the stream for at least a second. As far as Chaos is concerned, very few people are making the move when it isn't uploaded on YouTube to go watch it on Twitch. Very few people. Very, very few people bother moving to watch VODs at all. The benefits of challenge runs. I love how the weapon's actually important in, in a no-hit run. Me too! I get to use all these weapons and attachments and stuff that I've literally never had a reason to use in like the first 6,000 hours or whatever of me playing the game. That's why challenge runs in general are quite awesome. Like speedruns also, like, I mean speedruns are kind of just a category of challenge runs. And a well-made challenge run can have you playing the game in ways that you never thought of before and can allow you to experience parts of the games that you would otherwise not be able to. Or would have no reason to, I should say. Will Kamala Harris more likely have to step in and become president? Joe Rogan's constantly saying a vote for, vote for Joe Biden as a vote for Kamala Harris. Uh, with the amount of money that he has and the amount of uh, medical resources that um, the president has access to, that's unlikely. I don't think. It's possible. But I mean, it's just as likely Trump dies. What's the difference in their age? Four years? And Trump has now just had corona and taken endless amounts of uh, experimental goddamn drugs. Like, in four years, isn't a heap of time to maintain yourself. Because, like, when we talk about the average life expectancy, we're talking about the average life expectancy, including, like, people who are malnourished, who don't have access to medicine and, and da-da-da, right? Um, Biden isn't at the average life expectancy for a person who's a millionaire, right? Actually, is that information out there? Average life expectancy of a millionaire. America's richest men live 15 years longer than poor men. Men in the top 1% can expect to live until age 87. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.